Hallo, herzlich willkommen zu Burlesque on Air Nummer 3 mit Lady Lou und mir, Susanne. Und Lady Lou wird uns auch gleich verraten, welchen besonderen Gast wir heute haben. Hallo und welcome to Burlesque on Air with Lady Lou. Today I am very, very excited. We've got such a special guest here at the studio. Today we have an exclusive interview with one of the most decadent burlesque divas, Lada Redstar, who puts sophistication back into sex appeal. Hello, my dear Lady Lou. Hello, Susanna. Nice to meet you. And hello to all the listeners of Radio Impala. I'm super excited to be here and I can't wait to share all my secrets with you. So, Lada, today I would like to discuss with you how to create <laughs> sex. Man. How to create sex? Scandals. <laughs> See, she's unstoppable. No, first of all, you seem to have been able to achieve the perfect balance between being super sexy, but also sophisticated at the same time. And there are a lot of people out there who envy you for this and oh. would like to know your secrets. So today, hopefully, you're going to reveal your sexy sophistication secrets with us. Also, wie ihr schon hören konntet, ist unser heutiger besonderer Gast Lada Redstar eine der dekadentesten Burlesque-Divas. Und sie wird uns verraten, wie man die perfekte Balance findet zwischen Sexiness und Kultiviertheit. But before we start, I would like to give our listeners a little bit of a background so you can have a, a hint of who Lada Redstar is. Lada Redstar is one of the most classically glamorous burlesque showgirls in Europe. When Lada walks into a room, she literally takes people's breath away. Her presence makes one feel as though they are inside a silver screen movie from the 40s, and she is the main leading role, of course. Lada is a strong, sexy, and sophisticated woman who exudes feminine empowerment and has a healthy sense of self. She accepts her flaws and claims her assets. Her heart blazes fiercely with passion when it comes to her family history, art, culture, and vintage treasures. On the surface, one might be intimidated by her strength and dazzling aura, but underneath the glamorous exterior is a kind, hearted, warm-hearted, playful girl who is fabulously dirty with her sense of humor and wit. Lada Redstar ist eine der klassischsten, glamourösesten Burlesque-Showgirls in Europa. Wenn Lada einen Raum betritt, raubt sie buchstäblich jedem den Atem. Ihre Anwesenheit verbreitet ein Gefühl, als ob man sich in einem Schwarz-Weiß-Film aus den 40er Jahren befindet. Lada ist eine sexy und starke Frau, die weibliche Power und Selbstbewusstsein ausstrahlt. Sie akzeptiert ihre Mängel und steht zu ihren Vorzügen. Und ihr Herz flammt auf, wenn es um ihre Familiengeschichte, Kunst, Kultur und Vintage-Schätze geht. Auf den ersten Blick könnte man durch ihre Kraft und ihre schillernde Aura eingeschüchtert sein, aber unter dem glamourösen Äußeren versteckt sich ein warmherziges, verspieltes Mädchen mit einem sagenhaft schmutzigen Sinn für Humor. 
Und es gibt heute auch wieder eine Unterrichtseinheit und zwar wird Lada Redstar uns heute beibringen, wie man selbst zu einem unvergessenen Dinner-Date wird. At the end of our program, Lada Redstar will teach us how to be an unforgettable dinner-date. So, Lada, you have been performing burlesque for approximately five years on a professional level and have traveled the world. So, <laughs> let's start in, in the beginning. Luckily, I started my career in times where Facebook still didn't really exist and uh, all these Instagram pictures and stuff, so I can hide it. So I can pretend that my career started much later and with so many more flattering acts and uh, shows. So let's start from there then. This is not true, Lada. I saw a little video which has been taken off YouTube of your very first performance, I think. Was it a black and white movie? I no, saw. that wasn't okay. the first one. Okay, but it was still very good, even yes. though. Anyway, so... And we are going to play that song tonight, actually, from that act. Ah, mm -hmm. wonderful. Okay, so first of all, you were living in Paris, and yes. so that's where your burlesque career started. Yes. Tell us when you um, started and how was that? <laughs> so I moved to Paris to follow a love, a boy with blue eyes, a rock and roll guy, which is sort of the story of my life that I'm trying to change now. So I'm falling for men instead of boys now. But anyway, so I was in Paris. And of course, I mean, it's been such a long time that I've been interested in all what is vintage and retro and it's since I was a child actually and uh, then at one point it just became so natural for me that I should make a job out of it or make something out of it and I've studied art as well so it was for me a way to incorporate in one passion all my passions and um, so I just did it and I think in life quite often you shouldn't say no to new experiences I mean never so when I got this occasion to perform I just say okay I'll do it and um, it was a great experience and often people ask me if I was nervous or if I wasn't feeling comfortable the first time on stage and actually it was just perfect. I felt at the right spot at the right time and I felt like I knew what I was doing and I felt happy and I felt I could cut out everything that is the ugly reality around us and just make and live in my own world. And that's how I felt the first time on stage. <laughs> Yay, to enter the fantasy world of burlesque with glittering glamour. Yes, but it wasn't a fantasy anymore. It could become a reality. I thought that finally I realized that I didn't have to follow the rules of society. I didn't have to live the life that everybody sort of pushes you to live. I just could live my own life and live following my own rules. So I just decided to do it. And it went very naturally. Actually, when you try to break the rules, they're very easy to break. Like, um, hi, hi me, I mean. I mean, virgins, okay. <laughs> losing your virginity, very easy, very easy. <laughs> so then you um, left Paris and also moved to Berlin. Was the Berlin yes. the next place you lived after yes. Paris? Yes, I mean, there were many places that I lived before Paris. Sarajevo, of course, Italy, and then in between I hitchhiked for a year. I just 
left everything behind and took a backpack and hitchhiked for a year and I lived in London. Actually, that's where I discovered burlesque and all the, really the vaudeville and the cabaret scene. And then I lived a little bit in Belgium and mostly that was always to follow those boys with blue eyes. <laughs> and then I ended in Paris and then I ended my story with this blue-eyed rock and roll, which was like the third one in a row, London, Belgium and Paris. And then I just decided that I had to live my own life, that wasn't related to a man it was just my own and I rented a truck I put everything in the back of the truck and I drove 1,500 kilometers and I arrived here in a town where I didn't know anybody at all so <laughs> step up woman <laughs> everybody can do it okay so we talked about it before and it's one of the songs that I performed my first act on and it's related to one of the two countries of my origin, which is Italy in this case, because I feel like I have so many passports and I'm coming from so many different places and I feel like a citizen of the world, but maybe I feel Yugoslavian and Italian. So I'm going to play you an Italian song for my all the time favorite Italian singer called Fred Buscaglione and the song is Criminalmente Bella. <laughs> Non so chi sei e mi chiedo perché i baci tuoi vorrei tutti per me Bambola morbida, perfida e languida vivo per te Son pazzo di te Sei bella, criminalmente bella, sei mille volte femmina e tu lo sai. Quanti veli togli, spogliarti del tuo fascino, tu non potrai, se sfiri un guanto nero con languidi sospiri, ti giuro il mondo intero. Mi sembra di scoprire bella, dannatamente bella, proibita e strana immagine, tu sei per me. Strana immagine, tu sei per me. 
bella The song we just listened was Criminalmente Bella by my favorite singer of all times, Fred Buscaglione. Ja, und vor dem Song hat Lada von den Orten erzählt, in denen sie gewohnt hat und zu denen sie blauäugige Rockerjungs geführt haben. Aber heutzutage folgt sie eher Männern, beziehungsweise die Männer folgen ihr natürlich. Und sie war zum Beispiel in Belgien, London, Jugoslawien, Bulgarien, also viel in Osteuropa unterwegs. Und am Ende ist sie in Paris gelandet. Dann hat sie einen Truck gemietet und ist den ganzen Weg von Paris nach Berlin gefahren, in Wedding gelandet, wo sie niemanden kannte. Und dann hat sie ihr neues Leben begonnen. Now, Lada Red Star, I get to ask you a question that has been on my mind and I've been dying to ask. So, Ooh. now I finally get my chance. There's a big pressure on you. Oh, yes. If this was the question that you wanted to ask me for such a long time, I hope it's a good one. Well, there are many, but this is performance related. So, okay, the yes, private this one is will a, leave them about, yeah, no, the, about the stage, first of all. <laughs> so, I find it really interesting how the top glamour girls in the Berlin world, for example, you, Lulu DeVille, Banbury Cross, Media Noche, um, they are not only extremely elegant, glamorous, but when they're on stage, they're also very fiery and sexual. And this is a really intriguing mix, and this balance between the two creates this very endearing, fascinating, um, hypnotic almost uh, to watch. Yeah, and, but isn't uh, that the spirit of burlesque? It What is, but yeah. I also have um, seen and witnessed new, especially in new performers or young girls who start burlesque, they see the pretty side of burlesque and they think, oh yes, I want to be a pretty glamorous performer. And they sometimes avoid the sexual energy and the sexual expression that is involved uh, with burlesque. Um, I mean, for example, myself, when I first started burlesque, I... Um, really almost avoided the sexual part of it. I had these huge panties, which almost looked like <laughs> nappies. I had layers of thick tights Ladies, and I, I know, and I covered, panties. I know, and I covered my body as much as possible because in the beginning, I really wanted to avoid this. Um, I'm not a stripper. I'm an artist. And of course, I was very worried about what my boyfriend was thinking, what my friends were thinking, and I didn't want to be too sexual. So to avoid coming But across as grotesque. Like the more you But, talk, the more you make burlesque look like sex because it's well like the first time that we're having an intercourse with somebody it's always a bit oh, I'm gonna turn the lights off I'm not sure about myself is this going to be good and stuff so sure. you see then even the more you talk about it the more you're saying burlesque is sexual and burlesque resembles to sex 
It's very true. It's almost like a sexual relationship where you, the more you get comfortable and get to uh, be relaxed and know each other, the better the sex gets. Um, which, I mean, also I saw that in my own performance. Um, the more I grew as a performer, uh, the more comfortable I got with my body and being sexual. And the, the more I really owned that part of myself, um, I think the more successful my acts and performances um, and performing career became. Uh, so I just would love to know your perspective on this. If there are new performers out there who are avoiding the sexual expression within their act or don't have the confidence to express it, what advice would you give them? Uh, first of all, I think that the fact that the newcomers are avoiding this part of Lasky's as well about misconceptions about this art form or more entertainment form. Uh, it's that they're just refusing the fact that burlesque was stripping, striptease, of course, but still there's strip in it. So that the burlesque girls at those times were working in strip clubs. Yes, that was it. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything more glamorous for their real lives as it would be today to work in a strip club. It was something that they would hide from their family, families, sometimes husbands as well. So I think the first thing is to um, inform yourself about the true history of burlesque. And I think that is going to get you very much closer to the sexual part of this entertainment form. And the second thing is that I think sometimes you just have to be realistic as well. And if you believe that you're not feeling confident on stage by being sexual, maybe you should just be something else. Maybe you should be like a theater actress. Maybe you should be a comedian. Maybe you can be like a clown. Maybe you, you can be a contortionist. Maybe burlesque is not the thing for you. And it is not absolutely not a bad thing. It's just a way of finding the way to express yourself in the way that you feel comfortable on stage. But we have to be clear burlesque is about sex and it is about seduction and it is about making love to somebody on stage to the audience to one man to a woman just making love on stage and it is about that that is a truth and that is a fact so when you're performing on stage it is quite clear that um, you have this in mind at certain points of the act I always have that ah. in mind <laughs> and and it's really captivating and exciting to watch because I think you're extremely powerful with the way that you present it so you look directly into the audience and you're not an object that people can just look upon you look back and <laughs> you tell them what you want and how you want it and um and I think this is really exciting and uh it definitely doesn't c come across as vulgar or dirty or anything like that it's actually it's a very interesting thing to see but i think it's because it's actually an, an impression that i am doing what i want but actually when i'm on stage i listen so much to the audience and what they want i look at them and sometimes i have at corporate events audiences that wanted something more soft and sometimes i have at rock and roll events or like at the famous bassy club here in berlin audiences that want something more raunchy so the fact that you think that i'm giving myself it's actually meaning that I'm doing my job because I'm listening to them so much, but they, that they don't realize that. And I'm really, really at every single one of my performances, giving actually what they want and what they are asking from me, making them believe 
that you know I'm giving what I want. So I guess maybe it's that's the secret. Actually, it's really listening a lot to who you are making love to, and then giving them what they want by believing that that you know you're giving all of just yourself. So the next song we're going to listen to is Alivian by Barton Baker, sung by myself and Pierre Santini, and it talks about taking somebody else to your own world. So it's called Alivian, and it's an original song by Paolo Conte, and here it's sung by me. ces lieux, pas même ces fleurs couleur ciel bleu, allez viens, oubliez ce temps si lourd, si gris, la musique et les jeux, de ces hommes qui ont écorché ta vie, it's wonderful, it's wonderful, it's wonderful, good luck my baby, it's wonderful, it's wonderful, it's wonderful, je rêve de toi, chip, chip, chubby dooby doop, Allez viens, viens partons d'ici Dans la sombritude de l'amour Prenons juste un aller sans retour Allez viens, non ne rate pour rien au monde Le spectacle en or multicolore D'un homme fou de toi qui t'adore
Das war Ali Vion von Bart and Baker, gesungen von Lada Redstar, denn Lada Redstar ist nämlich Sängerin bei Bart and Baker. Und vor dem Song hat sie erzählt, auf die Frage von Lady Lou, welchen Ratschlag würdest du Performerinnen geben, die gerade angefangen haben, sich selbst sexuell während ihrer Performance auszudrücken? Also darauf hat Lada Redstar geantwortet, dass man die Geschichte des Burlesque betrachten sollte. Denn damals wurden Burlesque-Performerinnen als Stripperinnen betrachtet. Und was sie taten, war damals sehr sexuell und skandalös. Und wenn man sich zum Beispiel als Anfängerin nicht damit wohlfühlt, sich sexy auf der Bühne zu geben, dann kann man sich andere Arten suchen, sich auszudrücken. Zum Beispiel kann man dann vielleicht Comedian werden. Und vielleicht ist es auch möglich, dass Burlesque gar nicht das Richtige für dich ist. Aber wenn man eine Burlesque-Performerin ist und sich sexy geben will, dann ist es sehr hilfreich, sich vorzustellen, mit dem Publikum Liebe zu machen. Now you just heard Ladder in her second profession, which is singing. So she's not just a talented burlesque performer, but a singer as well. So tell us a little bit about how you got into that and... Uh, I'm not exactly a singer. There were two crazy men that believed in me when I didn't believe in me. And sometimes you just have to follow the wave and say, okay, I can actually do it. I'm just, or either I'm just going to try. And either though I'm not a great singer, it sort of worked. And I think people have seen some sort of funny something in my voice and things just happened. I got signed in a major in France and my song have worked Very well, actually, I've been on the number one of the jazz radio in France and so on. And I don't know, sometimes you just have to have a positive attitude about things, about experiences and about life. And they just happen. <laughs> But I think your singing singing is uh, adorable. Oh, thank you. You have this perfect mix of being <gasps> super cute on one point. And then on another point, you've got this sexiness to your voice. Danke schön. And your songs are so catchy. Should we hear another one? Mm -hmm. yes. yes, let's hear yes. another one. So, my personal favorite oh. is this catchy number. <laughs> Listeners, you will not be able to get this out of your head for the rest of the day. It's called Zuby Zuby Zoo. And after this song, Lada Redstar is going to share with us how to be an unforgettable dinner date. Mon Dieu, qu'ils sont doux. Peace. 
moi. Savez-vous ce que veut dire un sous-bisou So now it brings us to the part of the program where we're going to learn some burlesque tips and tricks. And this time I'm not going to teach you. We have the lovely Lada Red Star teaching us today some sexy, secret, sophisticated tips. So I would like us ladies to imagine that we are on a date and we have a dinner date. Uh, with a very, very sexy, handsome man. Mm-hmm. Go on with the story. Mm-hmm. I'm liking it so far. And we have to <laughs> make sure this dinner date goes very well. And we would like to present ourselves in this sort of classical, glamorous, sophisticated, Lada Red Star kind of way. Oh. <laughs> so, first of all, what should we wear, Lada? Okay. So I think we should wear something that we feel confident in. We always want to push our boundaries and things, but maybe a first rendezvous, it's not the best time to do it. When I mean comfortable, I don't mean sneakers and 
I mean, that, I mean, my way of comfortable, which is something that is going to make us feel very, very sexy and very, very beautiful and just pass a message to that man. So with every man, of course, you would want to wear something different. Some men will want you very sexy. Some men will want fetish from you. Some men will want a strong woman from you. And some men will just want like the, the young innocent lady from you. So just research before what that man wants from you. And give him pleasure, satisfy him, give him what he wants. And then he's gonna give back at one point. Hmm. But we're gonna have to work so hard for it with men nowadays. <laughs> you know? So I think just wear something in between with what makes you feel good and something that you think is gonna make he want you. Okay. So, I mean, I've noticed, um. And remember lot, one more thing. Yeah. Layers. layers so you can actually play with layers you can give him one layer of what he wants so maybe the innocent girl and underneath you can show your own personality with something very naughty if you're a very naughty person or something so remember mm. that you have layers in what you're wearing and, and maybe the first layer mm. can be a very elegant fur or false if you don't mm. like real fur. but it can be something very covered and very ladylike and depends, you take it off you're right depends on how the date is going exactly Whether you really like him then maybe you'll take it off if you exactly. out, so you just leave it on and okay but i mean with the clothes you have so many options of expressing mm. yourself and you can use them all mm-hmm. i mean i've noticed with your dresses you love to have a beautiful decote line to your uh, dresses as you have today <laughs> and I mean, um, this is something that is quite nice to to decorate this area. Yes, and then also but your, even yeah. as well, put decolletes where people don't expect them, like on the back, like I'm having tonight. Ooh. So don't put the decolletes always there in the front. Use other things. You can have an open back and maybe have a necklace falling behind your back. And maybe he's not even going to notice that little detail until you just get up to powder your nose at one point of the dinner. So give him surprises during the whole night. Mm, wonderful. wonderful. <laughs> okay. Suzanne is liking this. <laughs> okay, so that's what to wear. Uh, secondly... The arrival, which is very important to make that memorable, unforgettable entrance. And how do we do that, Lada? As well, I think that you should always express yourself or at least the woman that you want to be that night on your arrival. So some women, they really steal your sight when I get inside the room. That's how they are. And you can only see them. But if you're not that kind of woman, I don't think that's a problem. You can be this you know, innocent girl that almost nobody sees but him. And you're going to be only his own little girl, you know? So not every woman wants that woman that comes inside the room and all men wants her. Mm. Who knows? Mm. So just be yourself and try to express what you want to give to him. You don't have to be this ladder red star or this powerful woman. You Mm. can be anything you want, but just... Take a deep breath before getting inside the restaurant or of the room where he is. Concentrate and just open the door. And don't you get inside that world. Let the people who are in the room get into your old, where you, your own world where you're walking in. So, uh, impregnate, like fill the room with yourself when you get in. And that yourself can be anything you want. It doesn't have to be a femme fatale. It can be anything you really want or you are. Like that. Impregnate <laughs> the room with your femme fatalness. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. 
Right. So we've made our entrance. So we're sitting down at the table. Yes. Now. Before sitting down, he should stand up. Ooh. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and make you sit down because me as a woman, I don't just sit down. So would you pause for a second and wait for him to do that? So Sometimes with mid men nowadays, you have to pause for a few seconds. <laughs> And then they might realize they should move your chair and make you sit down. But that's, you know, <sighs> with the men that I usually go out with, I don't have to pause many seconds. They stand up right away when they see you, you know, like in the 20s movie, they would just be like, oh, she's here. And I mean, it's wonderful to have that old romantic gentleman and lady sort of etiquette to a dinner date. Yes. And sometimes they might just need a little bit of prompting, right? Yes. So it wouldn't be very elegant, of course, to give you a hand right away. He should maybe, you know, make a gesture that he wants to kiss your hand. But sometimes you just have to go for it and yeah. just play the game. Yes. And remember that if a man kisses your hand, touches your hand with his lips, you should just get rid of him as soon as you can. This is not going to be the man of your life. This is very, very bad manners. So... Catch those little details if he's pretending to be a well-mannered man or if he really is. If he really is, he will just take your hand and just kiss your hand with his breath and not with his lips. So it's just going to be from far away. Ooh. Yes. All oh, right. I didn't know that one. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. So now we're sitting at the table. Okay. We've made our entrance. And while you're having your conversation... Um, it's good, I guess, that you appear confident, even if you're feeling very nervous. Uh, so how do you appear confident and in, in control of the situation? <laughs> I think that if you're not a confident woman, first of all, it's not a problem. Many men actually are really scared of self-confident women. I have that problem a lot. Uh, so <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not something that you have to force. You can as well be just a very delicate woman and you don't have to look at him in the eyes because it's going to be very, very sensual and sexual, even if you look down most of the time. And just from time to time, you give him the pleasure of looking in your eyes. But of course, you should try to be as confident as you can. And in order to do that, I think there are a few rules that really help a lot. The rules of uh, uh, posture that actually sort of block your mind muscles and because our muscles are blocked in this mm-hmm. elegant position you can't really go wrong mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so when you're sitting down mm-hmm. remember first of all your knees should always be in one next to each other so never keep your legs open like this <laughs> that wouldn't be elegant remember uh-huh. your feet always next to each other and even if you're wearing the most beautiful pair of louboutins putting your the tip of your p- feet up it's going to look very ugly, even if they see that you have a red sole. So point your feet always, always, always. Then we're going up to the back. Susanna, are you doing this too? Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Legs together, Susanna. So we're going to get to the hands because this is yeah. really bad. Okay. But we're going to go up to here now. So okay. put this in, the belly in. Okay. And straighten your back and open your world to him. So just take a big breath in. And offer your breast to Jesus. Yes, up there, up there. And say a big, hallelujah. And then you put your shoulders down. And you create a very elegant line of your neck. And very, very long, 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 long. 
and you can play. And this actually part of your, of your, of your face, the, ch- the chin is going to the one, going to be the one that is going to express so many emotions. Are you going to be proud and pointed up? Are you going to be a little bit shy and pointed down and maybe even cover your chin and your mouth with your hands from time to time? <laughs> or are you going to laugh? What are you going to do? The the position of your head is of your head is going to the one who is going to express your emotions. And all the rest should sort of stay the same. Of course you can giggle a little bit with your shoulders. What is going to be very sexy while you do that? Try to put your try to block sort of your shoulders down and then point them in the front. And this is going to make your um these two bones stick out a little bit, which is always a very sexy thing, and it's going to make you look thinner if oh, you want to be thinner, col- but you know, bone. this is yes, the, the collarbone. Collar yes. Mm-hmm. And this triangle here that it's always one of the sexiest mm-hmm. things that all men want to ejaculate on. <laughs> So let them not at dinner though, not at dinner. Yeah, but you make them, you know. (laughs) So let them all the time imagine there's a little drop of their sperm here in the middle, in this little point triangle here. So play always with a little drop, and you know, uh, just imagine them, imagine the drop there, and then our hands. So of course our hands are the one of the biggest expressions of ourselves. So if you're staying like this like Suzanne was before, that is going to say all out, I'm so stressed. I'm no I have no idea what am I doing with myself. <laughs> so use your hands and just sometimes imagine that one of your hand is a little branch of a tree and the other hand is a little a bird sitting on it. So just be very elegant and use your hand to express yourself and use little ballerina hands all the time. And of course, with the hands, you can caress yourself a little bit and imagine always that he has to imagine he is caressing you at that moment. So you make to make to you, he has to feel that your skin is so soft mm-hmm. and your lips are so wet. <gasps> yes. <laughs> and that you have the goosebumps from seeing him. So all these little movements, just you have to imagine he is touching you. Exactly. And I see that even the ladies in this room are all red on their <laughs> cheeks. So can you imagine how is that going to be with a man? Because men have no control whatsoever over anything at all. So remember, girls, first lesson, the man is absolutely going to know, going to have no idea at all, at all what are you doing of him. So just play with the man like if he was the little mouse and you were the cat playing with this dead mouse as much as you want. <laughs> Because that's how it is. Even though men make you believe they're self-confident, no way. You're the one keeping the situations in your control. Always. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so... We know now um, the what to wear, the arrival, and um, subtle ways to flirt, how to uh, use our posture, and now the goodbyes. What? How do we say goodbye? We say a goodbye. There is no, never going to be an adieu, which is, which means like a farewell forever, but it's always going to be something that's going to be, maybe I'm going to see her. Maybe, maybe she's going to send me a, a message in one hour. Maybe she's going to want me in her bed tonight. You know, just make them like believe that they will, they don't know if they will never see you again or if they will see you maybe in five minutes. You're going to mm-hmm. want them in. Okay, you've got to leave a question mark yes. there. You have to leave, leave a question mark yes. there. And especially, most important thing, 
is that you have to leave them with many memories of you, souvenirs mm. that have to tickle. This is, I think, one of the most important things in seduction is to tickle all the five senses. You're going to have to be dressed in a way that their eyes are so fulfilled with joy and excitement. Mm. You're going to have to wear the perfume that is that they are going to remember you forever. Because remember that people, if you think even about yourself, remember so often situations for the smell of those Ooh. situations. So remember to tickle the smell of that man. Ooh. Remember to tickle the sound. So why, for example, not to wear uh, these uh, vintage uh, high heel shoes with a metal heel? And then he's always going to remember the sound of your walk when you walk away, this tick. It's a bit like this, uh, Pavlov reflex, yeah, like training a dog. Yes. <laughs> yes. I agree with you. Training a man is exactly like training a dog. So it's very easy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so tickle all of their senses and remember, of course, when he leaves, just to touch him a little bit and it's going to be the last touch. So of course, if you have long nails like me, scratch him just this tiny bit to even maybe leave a mark on his skin and then he's going to look at this mark and he's going to remember your long nails and he's going to remember a whole so you, as a woman i think you have to be a whole experience you shouldn't just be sight you shouldn't just be smell you shouldn't just be uh, something that they hear you have to be an experience and when you leave they're just going to be left in this bubble of you and they won't be able to get out of it anymore and they're going to get out of the restaurant in this bubble like this and they just want to go back to it Wow. <laughs> and, and they're going to not be able to think of anything else. At work exactly. the next day, they're going to be a mess. Yes. <laughs> You're going to be on their mind constantly, I'm sure. Wow, that was amazing. <sighs> Lada That just felt like sex, right? <laughs> it is getting really hot in here. I think we need a drink and a toast. Yes. To Lada Redstar, the true seductress. Cheers. 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 <laughs> so let's go on with the questions now. So Lada, you were positioned in the top league of world-class burlesque performers and you have performed at many different venues around the world and with many different types of producers and performers and there are a lot of performers who look to you for inspiration. And I think you're not just on st the way you behave and perform on stage is important, but also the way you behave off stage is also a part to do with your success. You have worked very, very hard to get to where you have got to. And uh, I guess you've learned many things along the way. So my question to you now is, what advice would you give performers about how they can get booked and how to get along with producers, backstage etiquette, how to get along with other performers, and also how to uh, present yourself online in a professional manner. <laughs> I'm very bad in presenting yourself online thing because I don't have an Instagram account. Actually, I have one with two pictures on and like a thousand and something followers hoping that I'm going to post another one, which I'm not going to do. So just give up. I don't have a website. I'm very, very bad into web promotion. But um, I think just the etiquette in general is the one in your 
in your life as well and you just have to be polite and I think one of the secrets is to understand that the promoters are not booking you just for what you do on stage but they're booking you to have this Ladder Red Star or XXX experience you know since the moment they meet you at the airport until they bring you back to your flight the day after so it's a general etiquette of being polite of being funny as well and you know not only on stage but as well with other performers with the promoters with the musicians of that night with the DJs and you know looking just how they want to imagine you and not you know I think sometimes there's a misconception with uh, mainstream media movies that there's always this bitchy performer who gets all the work and claws her way to the top. (laughs) But in reality, I mean, for myself as a producer, I definitely, no matter how good a performer is, would not book her if I know she's a big bitchy diva off stage. Um, So, yeah, I think. Yeah, and newcomers have to understand that the burlesque world is such a small little island in the middle of, you know, of a big ocean of entertainment industry and that everybody's going to know you. Everybody's going to know so quickly if you did something wrong, which, so it's, I mean, it should be something natural. It shouldn't be something that will push you to be what you're not. But naturally, you should be a nice person. That's how you're going to get there. And of course, you cannot fake it either. So if that's not in your nature, I don't know. But it is also a little bit a part of the performance that you do perform on stage. But as well, off stage, there is a way of behaving. And and it is a lot to do with. Exactly. But still, it should be your natural way of behaving. And you cannot fake it so much. You can fake it a little bit. But then after a while, people are going to know that that was Mm. fake. So, I mean, you just have to be a nice positive person to be a good performer anyway in any sort of art form and in burlesque included that's true also um das noch einmal kurz zusammenzufassen lady lou hat lada redstar gefragt was ist das wichtigste das du gelernt hast darüber wie ein performer sich backstage verhalten sollte gegenüber produzenten oder anderen performern um sicherzugehen dass man wieder gebucht wird und Lada Redstar hat daraufhin geantwortet, dass die Produzenten diese Burlesque-Erfahrung vom Anfang bis zum Ende haben wollen. Also wenn sie dich vom Flughafen abholen, bis sie dich wieder dahin zurückbringen. Also das Wichtigste ist, dass man höflich ist, witzig ist, aber man sollte auch man selbst bleiben. So the next song we are going to listen to is... Reci da me voliš, mucho, 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 by Ivo Robic, which was this uh, amazing Yugoslavian singer from the 40s that all the men would fall in love with, including my grandma. <laughs> Si dame voliš, mucho, 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 reci dame ljubiš, kaži samo to. S tobom bit ću sreta, vjeruj meni draga, vječno ću te ljubit, bit ću samo Nikad neće proći naša divna ljubav, živjet ćemo sretno, 
dragaia i ti Reci da me voliš Mucho, mucho, mucho Reci da me ljubiš Kaži samo to So the song we just listened to was Reci da me voliš mucho, mucho, mucho by Ivo Robić. And Lada, you spoke about this song um, coming from Yugoslavia, which is yes. where you are also from. <laughs> and you mentioned your grandmother, which I often see you posting pictures of her and talking very fondly. Is she almost like a, a mentor um, for you? or? Yes, she's completely... Completely my role model. I mean, almost all of the women of those times had to live, have to go through so much through the Second World War. And and still, I think they all managed to stay so glamorous and perfect and strong at the same time. And this was exactly the woman that I wanted to look like as I when I grew up, which now I did. And... Hopefully I'm managing to be that woman that my grandma was. And if I imagine my grandma, I mean, she was fighting in the, in the partisan resistance in the mountains around Sarajevo and fighting against <laughs> the German occupants. <laughs> and, uh, still, and I mean, those fights were so, so hard. She told me such terrible things about her being tortured and her hair cut. And she had to really go through very, very hard fights between the resistance and the occupants and still when you see any of her pictures or even the picture right after the war you could see her face being so tired and her the lines of her face being just so exhausted by the last four years of her life and still sort of she tried to keep her hair perfect and her makeup perfect and I think 
this is the woman that I want to be. It's not the Beyonce, the shaker booty and it's like this power, you know, glamour zone. I think it's the woman that manages to be feminine through tough times. And you do that very well, Lada. <laughs> I mean, as a full-time performer, it's not easy. Um, and you really, you moved to Berlin. As you said, you didn't know anyone. You've made your life here and you always look impeccable. Oh, and, you. but very strong at the same time. So I think your grandmother would be very proud. <laughs> she was, she was. Lada Redstar kommt aus Jugoslawien und ihre Großmutter kam auch von dort und ihre Großmutter ist ihr Vorbild, denn sie hat im Krieg gekämpft gegen die deutschen Besetzer und ist aber immer feminin und stark geblieben und so wollte Lada Redstar auch sein und so ist sie heute auch. Now Lada, tell us, can you share with us some new and exciting projects that you have coming up? <laughs> I have so, so, so many. I've been working on so many things. Recently, I just uh, made two video clips and one of them is for a German artist called Kunstler Toy and the lyrics were written by Lala Vox and me. So, and the voice is mine on the song and we made this amazing video, cl video clip in the Platoon Kunsthalle in Berlin. So soon, 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 there's going to be the premiere of this video clip and then as well, there is the new Barton Baker song coming up soon at the beginning of the year 2015 which is called Second Look and I just did the video clip in my home so it's a very intimate video clip with a Berlin-based director called Damon Zorowski so that's gonna come out soon as well so many touring projects one of them is my monthly uh, residence in Geneva at the Palais Mascotte in January after that I'm going to be judging the Geneva Burlesque Festival so all the new newcomers watch out because mm -hmm. I'm going to be giving you notes <laughs> and after that so many travels around Europe and then in May I'm going to be headlining the new Mia Burlesque Festival which is this amazing wow. tropical island in the middle of the ocean oh, I can't gorgeous. wait to be there with one of my best friends and favorite performers Captain Kids, which was named King of Burlesque 2011, I think, or 12. <laughs> anyway, for all the updates about my upcoming shows and projects, you should check my Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Burlesque. Ja, wenn das nicht ein Land ist, also schaut einfach auf ihre Facebook-Seite, wenn ihr noch mehr über ihre kommenden Events hören wollt und damit bedanke ich mich bei allen Zuhörern von Burlesque on Air with Lady Lou Nummer 3. Thank you for listening everyone and we'll see you next time and also a big big thank you to the fabulous Lada Red Star for joining us today and sharing your stories and seduct seduction uh, tips which were <laughs> absolutely you. so much fun and hilarious and gorgeous and sexy it really got hot in here didn't it Suzanne oh yeah Ooh, super hot la, la. <laughs> so. thank you so much for inviting me it was a pleasure it was so much fun so now let's cheers and thank you ladies good job see you next time cheers soupy soup 
So the last song we're going to listen to is going to be the world premiere of my new song in collaboration with Martin Baker. And I'm not going to be able to reveal you the original version of it, but I can reveal you the remix by the Superman Lovers and the song is called Second Look.
Thank you.